Welcome to the MinMax Podcast, a place for adventurers and friends. You join us as we delve deeper into the fall of Plaguestone and Pathfinder 2nd Edition. A recap of Session 21, we face off against the Nightmare Horror Monster, there's also a Fire Rat who is heating the cauldron, and some drudges appear. The fight is full of drama, but we are victorious. Afterwards, we search the area and find a pendant on the Horror Monster, which indicates it may have once been, at least in part, Grey Tusk's lover. What a way to go. If you descend the stairs into the natural cavern, and if you were to continue on to your right as you descend the stairs, going south, is a tunnel. You know, maybe this would be a good time to do a stealth check. It's also dark. You get a 15. Yeah, I'm not worried about dark. Varnak, go in there. Doesn't seem to be, there's nothing living in here for sure. I'm going to here, section. right next to this tunnel, and see if I can see down the tunnel at all. You can, it ends pretty abruptly. About 10 feet in. Curves off to the left. Keep going. Keep going. I don't know if anybody's following me. <laughs> Is anybody yeah, following Varnak? I'll follow you. At a distance. Yeah, everyone will come with. Show me the, Show me your distance. You guys Party keep, markers. You guys keep your light back there. Back by you somewhere. Oh, you're trying to be like sneaky deaky? All right, I'll just go like right up here then. I'll protect the plum. <laughs> Perfect. Just don't stick in your thumb. How do you think lay on hands works? So how far? (laughs) (laughs) Not like that! Nobody said it was a suppository! (laughs) We're having that kind of night, aren't we? Uh, um, We're just happy to be playing. Yeah, exactly. So how far behind Varnak is the closest person? Oh, that's up to you guys. I'm I'm going where I'm going. You guys decide where. Oh no, he told me to stay back, so I'm staying back. Okay. He I'd said probably keep. be like 10, 15 feet away. Okay, that works. I'm um, waiting for a cue. Varnak. That, that would be that, that would be Varnak screaming. <laughs> I'm waiting for the scream. As you kind of get, you look through here. It looks like the, this like twisting corridor opens into a large cavern filled with large glistening stalactites and stalagmites. Puddles of brackish water dot the floor, and while the sound of rushing water seems to be close by, the source is not in this room. I'll move to here and try to look around the room a little bit more, down the down the edges, try to see how far I can see kind in of here. look and see through. There's not really anybody in this room. Well, go ahead and give me a perception check anyways. Say, I'm a little worried about these brackish water pools like there might be something hiding in there okay 21 of my perception you can't see anything in the pools of water and they look relatively shallow from where you're at i mean you're pretty close to one right now and they're scattered throughout this chamber yeah well the water fountains were pretty shallow also (laughs) it's true they were but standing here nothing jumps out at me Mm -mm. not at all i kind of like peek my head back and wave these guys forward a little bit cautiously approach is everybody stealthily and cautiously approaching i mean i'm doing my best is anybody gonna actually try and stealth i smell really bad well i mean (laughs) you could still smell bad and be quiet you know you can't hide that smell (laughs) there's no there's no snow no you guys stop (laughs) no can you smell that smell but anyways, so yeah, you guys don't see any... Uh, Varnak, you're not really seeing anything of note um, in this tunnel here. 
And Varnak, you wave the rest of the party along. Yeah, and as they move up, I will skirt this pond, trying to, you know, north stay you. out of it and head north. Okay. A little brackish puddle of water. Varnak yep. heads north. And everybody else follows behind. Does everybody else follow Varnak? Or do you want to take a different path? That splits us no, here I, around the well, slag. Absolutely follow, follow Varnak. Following Varnak. Okay, gotcha. So as everybody enters in, uh, Varnak, you kind of get to a point, actually right about where you're at, because um, everybody else is starting to follow in afterwards. Maybe. Nobody's making any particular effort, effort to be quiet here. You hear some rustling above you. Oh, good. I look up. You see... Wait for myself to get pooped on. You see a, a giant bat that's looking down at you, and it's spreads its wings and it lets out a supersonic screech and we're going to go into initiative. Uh, Vorn got a 26. Blum got a 20. Varnak got a 12. Nine! Daru got a <laughs> nine. My rolls are back to where they should be. <laughs> <laughs> the big bat spreads its wings and it's hanging upside down and it looks like it's about to drop down onto you but as soon as the bat makes its screeching sound a swarming of smaller regular tiny bats also all begin to move at once oh good you've got those uh you got those those potions there those bombs right swanny i do because i've got what one cast of my aoe remaining then we're going to go into combat here. We're going to start off with Vorn. You're at the top of the round. You definitely hear the bats screeching and the wings flapping. Perfect. Uh, Vorn will... I'm going to move and try to get line of sight on the big bat. Mm -hmm. So move with his first action. Second and third will be the Tempest Surge on the large bat. Got it. All right. Drop reflex it. save. The bat gets a 14 reflex save. That is a fail. It takes 2d12 damage. Don't get snake eyes. I just about did, so thank you for saying that, you five. asshole. Just <laughs> asshole. Well, why? Uh, five damage on 2d12. Oh, man, that's rough. Uh, okay. He's going to take two persistent electricity damage. And he is clumsy too. And that clumsy makes a big difference, dude. We're gonna come down to Plum. It is your turn. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna take a five foot step, a step action, mm-hmm. to the north, so I do have a line of sight on Bat, comma Giant. I'm just gonna launch me a Ray of Frost at it to start with, because I'm running low on spells, and I know we still are gonna fight Villery here. So that's what we'll do. So it's going to be a spell attack roll. We'll start there, see if I hit it at all. I get a ugh, 14 to hit it. 14 does not hit the giant bat. Well, that is going to be my turn. All right. Then after Plum, the swarm of bats descends from the ceiling and flies right towards an it follows Vorn, and when it gets to Vorn, it's going to also encompass Plum, who just got right next to Vorn. 
and then it's going that was one action it's going to use a second action to use its ability which is called blood feast and that's oh, each each enemy in the bats the bat swarm space takes 1d4 piercing damage and i needed you to make a reflex save both of you if Orn fails the save, and so does Plum. We each got a 14. Each rolled a 6, and both had a plus 8. Yeah. So you both take two points of piercing damage, and you both now have one persistent bleed damage. Oh, good. Wonderful. The Bat Swarm is then going to use its third action to do the Blood Frenzy again. Vorn, what do you get to save? Reflex save. 22. And Plum, what'd you get? Another, oh, I got a 27. That's a critical success for me. (laughs) So with the critical success, you will take no piercing damage. Vorn, you will take half of four, so you're going to take two. And no additional bleed damage. And now it is the giant bat's turn. Giant bat's going to swoop down and get right in Varnak's face. And he's going to bite at you first. I'm going to get a 16. Uh, that's a fail. Okay, okay. He's going to miss on the bite. You dodge out of the way. But then he's also going to kind of thrash one of his wings at you. And this one gets also a 16 to hit, so that's going to miss. Then that's the giant bat's turn. He flew down, swung twice, missed. It is now Varnak's turn. Um, yeah, seeing that the swarm is on top of his friends, he doesn't think it's a good idea to throw a splash weapon at them. So he will just attack this bat since he's also got his weapons out instead of he'd have to drop a weapon in order to pull out a flask. Or store it. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I will use my first action to designate this giant bat as my hunt prey, and then I will attack him with my battle axe. Okay. As a second action, we're going to get a natural one. Ooh, ouch. Okay. You know, I think I'm going to action point that, because we got a lot going on here, and that's my biggest plus to hit, so. faster you kill the giant bat, the better. Yeah, we're going to get a three instead for a 12. That's that's great. Okay, moving on. Let's uh, twin takedown. Twin takedown, all right. We're going to just keep them good rolls going and get a total of a 14. Fuck. And then we'll come back with the light hammer. Maybe the light hammer will do better. Nope. 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 Going home, guys. I'm all right. home. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, out of four rolls, I got a one, a three, an eight, and a five. So. Yeah, <laughs> All right, then after Varnak, it is Daru's turn. Well, I uh, got nothing to do with swarms, so... Bye. <laughs> I'm going to dip on that thing. Um, Why did I think swarms were different in 2e and that you could just attack them? They are different in 2e. You can attack them, but I don't know if you can target anything that's just one creature, though. Anything that targets, like, a creature. I'm going to move through this thing square. Okay. I mean, isn't a normal melee attack targeting one creature? I guess you might be right about that. I thought they changed it so we could just cast the spell at swarms and melee them. Just says it's a mass uh, or cloud of creatures that functions as one monster. Oh, its size entry gives the size of the entire mass. Yada yada, it can occupy the same pace 
it can occupy the same space as other creatures. Typically has weakness to effects that deal damage over an area, but that's it. But one thing I've noticed is that the traits don't really have any straight rules in them. Most of them don't. It kind of like leaves it for the stack block, the stat block to do the heavy lifting in that regard. Like the only thing that's on the stat block for the swarm that I have to look up because the traits don't tell me anything specific. The only thing I have to look up is the swarm mind, which just means you can't trigger, you can't attack it with uh, mind affecting things. Yeah, it's a mind affecting thing. The other one is precision damage. It's uh, immune to precision damage. Other than that, that's it. So we should be able to attack it like normal. We'll be able to attack yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I misruled earlier. One E brain took over. So I just, uh, we'll just call this, this combat over. We win and uh, move on. Right Ms. now? Misrule a DM forfeit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So I'm flanking a bat. Yeah, it is your turn, bud. So you're flanking. Yep. I went through its square. I don't know if it cares. Um, you're going to have to tumble through its square, actually. Sure. Because it is low enough to the ground that it would make a difference. Tumble through. Yeah, attempt it's against the enemy's reflex DC. Nine. Oh. Rough. So where were you when you tried to tumble through I would assume square? I just fail right there. Um, I will swing at said bat, getting a 15. 15 misses. You can swing okay. again. Are you done? Oh, I double. I mean, technically, that the tumble would have been in a, a, my second action. Oh, I see. So that was your third. Got it. All right. Then after Daru, we're gonna go to the top of round two with Vorn. You're up. Vorn will use his first action to move. Okay. He's going to move kind of in between them, okay. and he's gonna do an electric arc between the two. Boom. Ah, gotcha. Okay. The electric arc, the cantrip. All right. Let's uh. Get those reflex in from these guys. Okay, the giant bat gets a 10, which is a failure. And the bat swarm gets a 20, which I think is a success. Yeah, this is my DC's 19. So damage rolled 9. Okay, the big arc of lightning goes in between the giant bat. And when it reaches over to the bat bat swarm, a bunch of smaller branches and forks of lightning hit all the little bats with it. That's going to lead us over to Plum. It is your turn. I guess I will take a move action to get a little bit further away from this thing, and then I will use that. Uh, I will use that last burning hand slash car wash. Ah, gotcha. The car wash spell. We are going to car wash this swarm. Let's do it. So it needs to give me a, a reflex save, please. Reflex save from the bat swarm. It's going to get a 25. Jesus Christ. So it's just a regular save. Uh, so that means it takes half damage from a success. It is not a critical success. Okay, good. So 2d6. I only get five. So five. it takes half of that. Which rounds okay. up which is three, but it's weak, so maybe it takes six. I don't know. So this is interesting. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll play this all out for you one at a time. Uh, It resists bludgeoning. Ah, shit. Resists six to bludgeoning. Lame. And it is weak three to area damage, which means it's still going to resist three. It's basically going to be two damage from five. Yeah, so two damage is what it'll take. That doesn't make sense. It should be... 
the no whole damage. thing. Oh, that's right, because he saved. I I was resisting it before the save. Okay, yeah, you're right. He takes no damage at all. That is my turn. All right, then after Plum, it is the Vampire Bat Swarm's turn. Go in for the cluster and move in on Vorn and... Yeah, I'd just like to thank you. Farnack. I'd like to thank you, Vorn, for standing next to me. The Bat Swarm uses its first action to go over uh, Varnak and Vorn, encompass them, and then is going to use its blood drain or blood feast action. Vorn gets a 10 on his reflex save and Varnak gets a 12. So you're I don't like gonna, your rolls. I know. You're each going to take a d4 of damage. Vorn takes three and Varnak takes one. You're both going to have to take persistent bleed damage as well. Vorn, yours is now at persistent bleed two, and Varnak is one. Then the giant bat is going to use its first action to hover in place. It's going to use its second action to try to bite Daru. Gets 24. Does that hit? Heck yeah! All right. Daru takes 11 points of slashing damage. Why you do this? And then it's going to wing attack Daru as well. Does a 17 hit? No. No. All right. Then that is the giant bat's turn. Varnak, you're up. Can I sneak around behind the bat without having to go through it space? I mean, I know I have to go through the vampire, the swarm, but I don't think I have to do a tumble through for that, do I? Since I'm already in it. So you don't have to tumble through the bat, the bat swarm just because of the nature of the bat swarm. Right. The giant bat, however, is flapping its wings wildly right there in front of that cavern. I think you're going to need to tumble through its square. You can't squeeze through that little open space there? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Not on this one. I guess I have some acrobatics. Well, we'll give it a try. 21 against its uh, reflex DC. Yes, that does successfully tumble through. All right, so now we are flanking the bat. So I will attack it with my uh, battle axe here. Just got a battle axe. 21 to hit. 21 hits. We will deal him, ooh, 11 damage. And that's a big slice right out of the bat's chest, and the hot blood flies against the walls. We will then move to twin takedown with the battle axe. 18 to hit. Oh, 18 does hit. Seven damage. You cut the giant bat straight out of the air. Hell yeah. It is dead. I guess that's the end of my turn because I can't attack that same creature. Is twin takedown something has to be used on the same creature? I believe so. It says make two strikes against your hunted prey. Okay, so yeah, it has to be against the same one. Mm -hmm. So, uh, never mind then. So, yeah, that is the end of my turn. Alright. Then after Varnak, it's Daru. Where'd the bat go? Big Bat just got chopped out of the air by Varnak. Goddamn right. How's a 29 to the bat do? Oh, 29 is a critical hit. And let me double check. Yeah, they're not immune to critical hits. That goes through. Well, neat. Big hit. This is magical, if that means anything. Bludgeoning and magical. Not at all. Bludgeoning matters. 24. Oh. oh, 
Jeez. Oh, man. Holy crap. <laughs> what happened? Uh, Daru just grabs the club and just goes in a big wide arcs. Like he's swatting flies out of the air and just wham, wham, wham. You're taking them down one at a time. Uh, not one at a time. Dozens at a time as you're swinging in wide arcs. And before you know it, there's no more bats that are in the air. They're all on the ground. Get wrecked. Get wrecked, bats. Vorn, you've got dead bats all over you. <laughs> Probably loves it. It's not my first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, congratulations. You defe successfully defeated the giant bat in the bat swarm. Hells yeah. I, I do like how they change swarms. Yeah, no shit. Swarms like, they're, like, like they're decimating still, your first level party. They're mm -hmm. still a bitch, but not impossible. <laughs> right. Like they used to feel. It's not like you have to run away from them. Yeah. The winding passage here ends in a large cavernous chamber. Running through the middle is an underground river rushing from east to west. A narrow bridge crosses the water. It looks slick with moisture and mold. On the far side of the chamber are immense formations of cloudy green rock and in front of them is a large black cauldron with a fire burning at its base. Light filters into this chamber from above through a twisting crevasse in the ceiling. The far side of the cavern is lit by glowing green orbs suspended by chains from stalactites. Dun dun dun. Oh shit, you said winding passage out that like... You guys are currently in the winding passage. Oh, okay. Like, I thought there's a winding passage in front of me, not realizing like I'm looking right into this cave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So from where Varnak's standing, does he see any enemies? Perception check, I guess. I, say, I will give you a perception check. 23. Stepping out from behind the massive cauldron is a thin woman with gently pointed ears rising up from her oily raven black hair. She is wearing stitched leathers, bearing countless pouches and pockets filled with glass vials. She looks at you with a sneer. So, you must be the fools that arrive with Bort. Sorry about your friend, she says, her tone dripping with sarcasm. I couldn't let anyone piece together what had happened here, and he knew too much. I'm sure you think you can stop me, save the town, you shouldn't have bothered. They're a wicked, worthless lot and don't de deserve compassion. How could they, when they let they own, their own suffer and die in agony, scorning a child out of spite? As she says the words, she looks at each of you in turn. Leave now and never look back. No one need ever know you were ever here. Oh, Villery, Villery. She cocks an eyebrow at you. Don't you know how this is going to end? Don't you see that you're the villain here? I know you're angry and you want vengeance, but it can't end the way you want it to. And you should let that vengeance go. Let the hatred go. It leads to the dark side, you know. Her eyes just flash with indignation. What do you know? Did I'm you know saying... your parents? Uh, yes, for a while. Did you sit by and watch your only mother, no father, die of a horrible disease and have the entire town turn against her and abandon me. Here's the thing, Villery. 
That didn't happen to me, but it's happened to more than just you. And not everyone who's that happened to decided to go on a murderous rampage and kill an entire village. She she kind of looks at you contemplatively, kind of sticks her bottom lip out a little bit. Pity. And as soon as she says the word pity, the water underneath the bridge starts roiling and a very large, very grotesque-looking creature rises from the water. Think of something really adorable, and then they gave it wings, wrong teeth, and wrong eyeballs, and then they stitched together. Like a giant imp (laughs) Frankenstein monster. Fuck up, Baby Yoda. (laughs) It it is. It's like Frankenstein terrible horror Baby Yoda is kind of what this looks like. With wings. Oh, and by the way, it's skin color, of course. Like tanny. Like tanny. Well, there's a oh, lot of different teeth. Skin it looks colors. like more of a herbivore, though, so we might be all right. <laughs> they're they're all the wrong length. <laughs> None of them are the same shape. Yeah. This is not... a medium size, a large size. This is a large creature. It changes everything. I was say, that is a hideous. Like as an imp size, it would have been creepy. As a large creature, she's an elf, not a drow. That's that's, that's scary. She's got very drow vibes. Her picture. Yeah. She does have a lot of really draw vibes. Vilri. She has poison. She's kind of cute. (laughs) Vilri is half elf. All right. We've set the stage. It's time to begin. For the final combat of Fall of Plaguestone, roll for initiative. Can I use my diplomacy check for my initiative because I was trying to be nice to her? I will I will bend that for you. Go right ahead, buddy. I don't even know if that's necessarily a bend. I mean No, it's not really, but I you mean, didn't you weren't trying to make an impression, but I I'm to, I will totally take that. Absolutely. Sweet. Anybody else want to do anything crazy? No. Nope. Nope. Everybody's like, just give me that initiative. We are going for the top of round one. Villery. Villery Eldara, the angsty teenager. That's just how I view her. Just look at the picture. She just She's seems Kylo like a pretty. Uh, I guess uh, maybe. I'm having a flashback. My character standing out front, boss with the crossbow. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! They're coming back. Are there any fucking trip wires? The visions. Nah, no, no, you don't have to worry about trip wires. That's what the that's what the behemoth is for. Smack dab, right lot, on the bridge. It's a lot harder to uh, step over the behemoth. And as you guys enter the room, I do. I, I want to make sure this is abundantly clear. The river is rushing quite fast. This isn't. These are not pools of stagnant water with a bridge faster over it. Faster than normal. Uh, like this is a magical? very fast. Uh, no, not magical. Just a very fast under underground stream. Does it look poison like the previous streams we've seen? Uh, we'll have to get there when we get there. Because you definitely can't tell from where you're at. So what she does, Vilri takes from her pouch and pulls out a tube of liquid and actually loads it into her crossbow, which is already loaded. And she is going to step to get a good shot at Varnak and shoot. 
with the alchemically infused crossbow. Oh, gets a 16 to hit. It's a big old fat miss. How fucking anticlimactic. All right, then after Vilri totally biffs it on her first turn, it is Daru's turn. All right, I tell everybody to take care of the chick. I'm going for this <laughs> monstrosity. How many stride actions are you using to get up there? I'll be everyone over for 30. Sorry, there we go. And then I'll do an attack at 18 to hit. 18 does hit. Nice. All right, we will try a second attack. Hold up. Before you go any further, he is going to use a reaction. This is actually the attack of opportunity reaction, and he would have gotten it when you moved into range. I just didn't catch it fast enough. He is going to swing at you with his fist. This would happen before the attack? Uh, technically. But it wouldn't have stopped your stride. I take it he has range. Yeah, he does. He's has, he has reach. Ah, roll the one on the dice. Nice. And totally whiffs. <laughs> um, then that's going to be uh, back to you for your second and third actions. Or your third action, I'll sorry. do a nine, which is going to miss the beastie. Yes, nine will miss the behemoth. Concluding my turn. Plum, you're up. Okay. So I'm kind of behind a cave wall here. Do you think if I were to poke my head out, could I cast a spell at the behemoth? Like, I've kind of got a line of sight if I'm just kind of leaning to the left a little bit. I'll give it cover, but yeah. Well, it's not that kind of a thing. Oh, you mean it's just sight-based? Yes, I just it just appears in an area. It appears in a square, and target. it doesn't actually target him. Oh, it targets a square. Yeah, it, it is flaming sphere, in fact. Oh, I see, okay, okay. So you're putting the, the sphere in that square, and then he has to make a reflex save. That is correct, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, question, is flaming sphere something that gets uh, uh, reflavored to your water? Is flaming sphere, that's a great question. It is not. It is not it is one not. of those spells. Okay, nope. so it is just it fire. Is just fire. Not a ball of water. Got it. Not a ball of water. Okay. Unfortunately. Since that's just straight sight based, it seems a little sketchy, but rules it holds up, I think. I think it does. We're going to drop that flaming sphere right onto that there behemoth. Perfect. He's going to give it. you a reflex save, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. 19 is what he needs to make. He's going to get a 16 and fail. Well, that means he is going to take 3d6 damage. Let's see it. And I'll roll that. Oh, 15. Trip fives. That was a good fucking roll. And I think as my final action, I'm just going to move to the left 10 feet to there. Plum is kind of going across this opening. He's behind this cavern wall, essentially, that's a 10-foot thick cavern wall between the chamber he's in, the winding caverns, and the big chamber that the Behemoth and Vilri and Daru are in fully right now. Then it is Vorn Storm's turn. Vorn will walk into the room for his first action. And second and third action, he will use Enlarge on Daru. You can do that from range now? It's 30 feet, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Daru eats a big mushroom. I'm assuming that's your turn, Mr. Storm? Yep, that is all three actions. Then after Vorn Storm, it is Varnak's turn. Okay, quick question. Is he flapping his wings at all? Nah, not really. <laughs> Maybe do, they look, do they look like they would support his weight? Uh, no, the proportions are all off. You would say very likely not. I'm going to attempt to shove him. 
<laughs> You're gonna try to shove him into the river? Yes. I love it. Alrighty then. So I move, I stride forward 20 feet, and I'm going to give you an athletics check to attempt to shove him. I am so excited to see this. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, we get a 19. Okay. Does that four. beat his fortitude DC? I'm guessing probably not. When we're looking at the behemoth's fortitude DC, that does not, does not shove the behemoth. Okay, and then third action, I'll take a swing with my battle axe. All right. Actually, I probably had to stow in order to shove. I have to have one hand free, right? That is entirely true. So I probably actually had to stow my um, my hammer before I could do that. Your light hammer. Is that, is that an action? Stowing is, yes. Okay. So that would be my three actions. I would have stowed, moved, then shoved. But I All failed right. to shove, so. It was the right thing to try. It was, it was a great move. Yeah, I really debated using my, uh, my, my hero point on it, but we'll save that. You never know when things can go horribly fucking wrong. It is the behemoth's turn. The behemoth will start raising its big, giant, oversized fists and start boom, 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 stomping on the ground. Or sorry, uh, slamming his fists on the ground. I need Daru and Varnak to give me reflex saves. 16 for Varnak. Six. So uh, he's kind of slamming his fists, his giant oversized fists on the ground. And uh, you both fall prone. After the behemoth stomps and knocks you both prone, he is going to reach up one of those large fists and bring it down straight on Daru and gets a 28. Ouch! 28 is a critical hit on Daru because currently he is both clumsy and prone. 24 damage as his fist crunches into your chest. It is now round two. Vera is going to draw one of her bombs from the bandolier that she has, and she's going to throw it at Varnak. Varnak, does a 20 hit you? Double checking prone, and I don't think I get any kind of bonus unless I take do the take cover action, right? Yeah, if you're, I mean, yeah, you can take cover, but yeah, it's not your turn. Yeah, it's not my turn. I, I was just mm-hmm. double checking that I don't, you don't just automatically get something like you did in one hand. Uh, you can take cover while prone to hunker down, so the condition yeah. specifically calls and out gain you a to plus take four. That and that's against ranged attacks. Um, well, yeah. Well, she's throwing a bomb. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a ranged um, attack, but yes, 20 will hit. Sonny, this is going to deal you 2d6 persistent acid damage. Oh, good. This flask filled with corrosive acid deals one acid damage, the listed persistent acid damage, and the listed acid splash damage. With Vilri's second action, she is going to reload her alchemical crossbow, take aim, and shoot at Vorn Storm. Dick, move, bro. Vorn, does a 19 hit you? It does not. Boy, howdy. Vilri in that crossbow. She needed to practice her crossbow maneuvers before she started this, is what she needed to do. Well, then. That is the end of Vilri's second round. It is now Daru's turn. All right, well, I will lay on hands while on prone 
healing myself for 12 points of damage. And this thing's like, not undead or anything, right? It's like a construct of some sort, I assume. You could make a recall knowledge check. Nah. I mean, we already know that her other creations have been constructs. Alright, well, I'll One stand could up. Assume. I'll stand up and swing. Does he so get any type of reaction? Standing up, I wonder. So, I think stand absolutely triggers attack opportunity. It interesting does hell yeah hit me boy yeah i'm gonna hit you i'm gonna hit you son uh i probably didn't need to say it like that but here we are yes daddy <laughs> no don't do that <laughs> oh god please all right please really don't <laughs> 20 does a 20 hit you yeah dude yeah so 20 hits then we're gonna go ahead and thank god i healed that 10 hp right <laughs> here it comes bro i guess it depends on if he's still prone or not 13 damage. No, you hit me regardless. Clumsy's making me 19 right now. Oh, is it? it well, so, case, yeah, now you can swing. Swing the mighty great club of oh! a natural 20. Oh! oh! <laughs> Big hit on the behemoth. Needed that. And I tested rolling earlier. It wasn't adding my enlarged damage, so I'm going to put a plus four modifier on this attack. Yeah, bro. And then swing. Hurt. Oh. 23 damage. That's a big hit. Love it. <laughs> okay, I will uh, conclude my turn. Well done. That's fantastic. Then after Daru, it is Plum Hargiter's turn. So first thing I'm going to spend one action to sustain my Flaming Sphere, and I'd like another reflex save from Mr. Behemoth. Mr. Behemoth will get a fucking eight. <laughs> well, that's a critical failure. Yeah, it is. Which means he's going to take 66. Oh, this is going to hurt. Oh, he takes oh. 20 fire. Oh, that hurts a lot. Ouch. Is he still up? He's still up. Then I will use my second, well, my second and third actions to cast Ray of Frost, a spell attack in an attempt to hit the behemoth. I get a ooh, 12 to hit. Well, I'm assuming he's going to miss. Does not hit. Well, that's all right. I still dealt 20 damage to him. I am done. Well done. And just with a simple sustain action. Just with a sustain action. Flaming Sphere is pretty good. Then it is Vorn Storm's turn. Vorn will use a heightened uh, version of heal to heal Daru. It's level two. You can use a two action to do it from their range. You could just take a five foot step to beat him. I get more. I can heal more. Yeah, the two-action yeah, heal actually enough. gives you good static. Really good static. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. It's a little crazy how much better the two-action heal is than the one-action heal. No, it's, it's two actions. Those actions are, you know, valuable. Very valuable. You get 25 HP. Oh. Daru's happy. Daru feels rejuvenated. And my third action, I'll move up a little closer to the combat. It is now Varnak. Varnak flame hot. Okay, Varnak will use his first action to designate the behemoth as his hunt prey. Uh, second action will be to quick draw and attack with his light hammer. I think it still has me as prone, so I'm hoping it'll do the negative two to attack. I'm not sure it will, so... Hold on, uh, you stand up, right? No. Oh, you don't stand up? Nope. Okay. Attacking from prone. Got it. See how this goes. Minus we'll see two if to it, attack. We'll see if it gives me the minus two to attack. It uh, did. It did. So 22 to hit. 22 does hit. That's a good roll. That was a good roll. Uh, eight damage. 
Eight. The behemoth is looking pretty bad right now. And now that I've got both weapons out, I will use my twin takedown. Roll a 17, get a 21 to hit. 21 hits. With the battle axe. We will deal him 12 damage. Hot Ooh, shit. Max. So Varnak reaches back to where he stores his light hammer, comes across and just clips the behemoth right behind the knee. And as the behemoth is coming down, he uses that, up, that velocity as he's going down to just uppercut right into its throat. And it severs the behemoth's head. And it falls. Um, you know what, he actually... He's gonna be pissed! I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep the behemoth here. No, wait. No, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna draw a box. We're just gonna draw a box, and this box says difficult terrain. Eh, he crumbles to dust. He's gone. No, who's <laughs> who's game master here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so after Varnak, with your that's your final action. Uh, yeah, it does crumbles it to dust. What? what? Oh, persistent, persistent damage. damage. Thank you. Roll two d six, and then a d twenty. Five damage. And then go ahead and roll your d20. We need a 15. 18. Come on, fire with nice. these dice rolls. Damn. Nice. That was very good. That was very good. That's three good dice rolls in a row right there. Man, you guys are killing it with the luck. RN Jesus is with you tonight. Oh. I, mean, I, I failed on my shove, which would have made that possibly that first that guy really fast. Then, the top of round three, it is Vilri's turn. Seeing... Varnak put down her greatest creation in such a spectacular fashion. Her eyes go wide. Uh, she draws and drinks this vial. Then she does that in one action. Then with her second and third action, she's going to throw two bombs. The first one is going to be at Daru. Daru does a... It's actually 29. Does a 29 crit you? Heck yeah. 29 crits. So you're going to take well, critical it would damage. Be, yeah, because I'm at 19, so yeah. Yeah, so you're going to take critical damage from this. You're going to take 4d6 electricity damage. So you're going to take 14 electricity damage. You are flat-footed until the start of your next turn, which actually is not going to matter literally at all. So I'm not even going to bother. You're going to take an additional two splash damage, and Vorn is also going to take... No, you're going to take four splash damage, and Vorn's going to take two splash damage. I don't want to. You're going to. No thanks. No, thank you. With her third and her third and final action, she's going to throw another bomb at Varnak and gets a 24. Varnak, you are going to take 2d8 fire damage. You're going to take eight fire damage. On your turn, we're going to do two persistent fire damage, and Vorn and Varnak will both take two fire splash damage. I made a mistake walking up here. Can I take that back? Nope. <laughs> That's the most I've hurt you in the entire campaign, so... It is. I don't like it. Take that splash damage. I'm not really even sure why you walked up here, but... Range for what he's doing next, I suspect. Then that was her third and final action. For round three, it is now Daru's turn. All right. So, what do you say about flat-footed? Nothing. Uh, I mean, technically, you're flat-footed right now. Oh, okay. And that lasts until the start of your next turn, so you're not flat-footed right now. How However, much does this monstrosity thing in front of me look like it weighs? Uh, I will take one move to attempt to push it into the water. You want one action for that? Be a shove, but he's gonna be a, just a dead body. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. I'm gonna make you do a DC. Is what we're gonna we're gonna have you do an athletics check against a DC of my own making. For any GMs that find themselves in this moment, table ten four on page five hundred three. Simple DCs. Table ten five DCs by level. Okay, go ahead and make uh make your athletics check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Do not successfully push him into the water with your first attempt. All right, Lynn. I'm just gonna quick jump over him. Are you just gonna you're gonna do a jump action? Yep. Twenty nine. I just jump over him, and in the same jumping motion, I come down with my great club. <laughs> you're gonna slam Villery right in the temple, right? Oh! And I get a natural twenty. <laughs> For oh Christ's sake! Oh, this is oh insanity. My God. Desna really that, wishes for this to go our way. Is, is that two nat 20s in a row for you, like on actual attacks? I'm attacked. I'm just going to leave now. He's got this. Desna be praised. And I just scream that I will redeem you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and Desna need to have a really serious talk after this combat. It's pretty pretty garbage roll, but uh, 17 damage. That was kind of a garbage roll, but 17 damage. Daru, beautiful turn. Plum. You're up. All right. First question. How tall is this small rock to the west of Varnak? And I know it doesn't tell you, but make it up. The west of Varnak. I would say, I would say like maybe two or three feet tall tops. Okay, fantastic. I am going to take my first action to move just to Varnak's southwest. I'm going to be kind of right behind that rock. Okay. Second action... I am going to move little Mr. Flaming Sphere right onto Vilri with a sustain action. Okay. And I would like to have Vilri give me a reflex save, please. Well, she will most certainly do that, but not because she wants to. Right. She kind of has. She. Oh, God, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> so she rolls a one and critically fails, oh, which means Christ. she's going to take 66. Just, God, just fucking put, put a pin in me. I'm done. So that's 20, 20 fire damage to civilian, please. Wow. And with my third and final action, I am going to duck behind this rock and take cover. I'm, I'm speechless. I'm just speechless. It's all about the dice rolls. <laughs> fucking dice are just really in favor. is absolutely with us. Tyler, this, is, this has got to be the biggest villain of all time. Desna wants her dead this bad. Oh, man. All right. Well, then Plum, after uh, successfully dealing a shit ton of fire damage to Villery, she looks down at her pants and they're on fire. Oh, my God. She screams a little bit. It is then Vorn Storm's turn. Uh, Vorn will use his first action to move, and second and third to do a level one heal at the range on Daru. Daru gets 16. Nice. Max heal. Max heal on a level one range heal. Guys, I'm trying to die. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Desna loves Daru. I'm, I'm not gonna let you. Desna Vor fucking Vorn. loves Vorn loves Daru. Fuck Desna. <laughs> oh, if you guys start rolling like shit now, I'm going to laugh my ass off. It's still 4v1. I know, I know. The, the action economy is against her at this point. But there is a bottleneck here, even though the important person who needs to be up in her face is, is absolutely up in her face. Then that's going to take us over to Varnak, who's still laying on the ground. Hey, it worked. It did. <laughs> uh, but now he does have to stand up. 
Okay. So he will stand up from prone. He will then use two actions to move through Daru. Uh, you're taking into account uh, difficult terrain moving through the behemoth square there? Yeah, that's why it takes me two actions. Oh, there we go. So Varnak ends So that's my there. turn. Stand and move. All right. Then after Varnak, it is the top of the order. Vilri is finding herself in a really difficult situation here. Uh, she is actually going to do a few different things. The first thing she's going to do is she's going to fucking step out of this fucking flaming sphere nonsense. And with her second action is going to draw her dagger. And then with her third action, she is going to attempt to drive it into Varnak's throat. Vilri is going to use a hero point. I'm going to do it. She's going <laughs> to use a villain point. A villain Ooh, point. Our first villain point. I'm, no. I'm certain she's a hero in her own mind. I'm sure she is. I'm Everybody's sure she is. a hero in their own way. Here's exactly. how house rules happen. Are they the bad guys? <laughs> Here's how house rules happen at my table. Something like terrible, terrible rolls happen, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, but she's the boss, and this needs to be better than this. Fuck it. See, normal DMs, GMs, normal GMs would just fudge that roll from behind the dice, but I never hide my rolls from these guys. That's so. your first mistake. That is my first mistake. You're absolutely right. But I'm a simulation. I hide my hard. rolls and like I when I was DMing at Fantasy Grounds, I was like hiding my roll, unhiding my roll. I was even going in and like telling it what to roll. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. I know it's crazy. So yes, Villery is going to use a hero, uh, hero slash villain points. Ah, she she uses that villain point and gets a 28 to hit instead. Glimpse of redemption. Now hold on a second. She took a mutagen just last round. I'm gonna roll to get rid of my persistent damage because I forgot to do that earlier. Ah, oh, there's an at 20. Oh, you still take the damage though. I still take the two fire persistence. Yes, that's true. I'm already at She gets a 28 to hit, and it does hit. I was looking to see if she got a plus to hit from the the mutagen she took, and she uh, doesn't. Trying to get to a critical hit. I there. wanted that critical hit, man, and I wanted it real fucking bad. Uh, 28 hits, but it is not critical. All right, then if that's the case, uh, she is going to get this stab damage in there hey she's it is glimpse of redemption she has the choice oh you to you do trigger no that? damage yeah she doesn't want, she has the option otherwise the resist and enfeeblement comes in and that that goes into effect before the damage occurs correct yeah well the the enfeeblement goes in after yeah that. true yeah now the enfeeble goes after okay Then as as Vilri comes up with her dagger, she already has a moment of hesitation where she's like she wants she thinks she gets the she's gonna get the spot right in Varnak's throat, but then hesitates because she's using too much anger, and then precisely she sl- goes to slide it in. And as soon as she starts making the movement, she she steps again as flashes of small things of kindness that the people of Etrin's Folly did for her when she was a child. And she she hesitates. And she doesn't complete the attack. Daru, it's your turn. Stand down. They deserve it! No, they... No. I'm just gonna walk over to her and just be huge next to her. No. <laughs> uh, strength check to just, like, pick her up by the shirt. 
Oh, we're still <laughs> in initiative here, buddy. Yeah, strength check. That's, that's, an, ath that's, that's an athletics check for a grapple. Athletics, athletics to grab. Perfect. Yes, athletics to grab. <laughs> so Daru strides over to get, like, right, right in front of her and kind of start flanking her, actually, as well, with Varnak. 25. Against her fortitude DC, if I remember correctly. Correct. Correct. Uh, then, yes, you do successfully grab Vilri. What you do with your third action? I don't know. This is all about farthest I've thought. I'm supposed to redeem her now. I can't kill her. Ba bash her in the face with your fist. I can't kill her. Knock her unconscious. I end my turn and see what my fellow people do. Like I said, I can't kill her. Oh, I see. The heavy air quotes on I. <laughs> Man, that redeemer status really drags you down, doesn't it, buddy? I mean, if this is anything else, I would just be Hulk smashing her back and forth. <laughs> As you're holding her and her feet are kicking, when it comes time to her turn for the grab condition, doesn't allow you to, like, immobilize her. If you had pinned her, yes, that would be the case here. Uh, but you're just kind of, like, giant around her. Anyways, she struggles in your in your grip. Uh, and she says, they just deserve to die. And it doesn't even matter. They're already going to die. I've triggered the event. It Hold is up. going to occur. <laughs> Untrigger it. <laughs> Cannot be done. Well, so much for Plague Stone, guys. Our job here is done. <laughs> Plum, it is your turn. Well, as a free action. Now, first thing, I'm going to take an action. And I'm going to move up closer to her okay. and try and have a conversation. Do you have any way to stop whatever it is that you've put into motion? No. Why would I want to anyways? I've already gone through the months and months of work it took to get to where I am. Today is my moment of glory. Well, for one, you stopped attacking Varnak there, so I think you're having second thoughts. Either that, you're just scared of dying. She Promise we won't kill you if you make this all stop. She growls at you. Oh, and I make a deception check on that real quick. You promise to... I promise not to kill her if she tells us how to make this stop. I want you to make that a secret check. A secret check? Okay, here is a secret deception check. Okay, got it. She snarls at you. There's nothing I can do. And I wouldn't want to. Well, what's going to happen? What are we in for here? You don't even understand. You haven't even looked at it. You've been through and ruffled through my entire laboratory, my home, all of my contacts, and you still don't get it. Are you fucking stupid? Well, let me just say this. That's how little I care about all of this, and I you start shaking and your whole lot. There's no need for swearing. <laughs> hey, now, you, you chill out there. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I've said it over and over. I don't care. I'm just trying to stop people from dying is all. Well, they're going to die. Well, then so are you. And I move the flaming sphere onto her. And a reflex save, please. Dario, your hands get hot. That's what has to happen. She gets a 33 Ooh. on her reflex save. Critically succeeds the reflex save. Crushes and then as a single action, I will use my elemental toss and I will make a spell attack against her with one action. I get a 21 to hit her. A 21 does not. It I kind of assumed not. I am done with my turn then. Well done. Plum after plum, it is Vorn Storm. Buddy, you're up. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Vorn's just gonna Tempest Surger. <laughs> He's so confused. He's but hold on, are we killing is. her or not? You're, you're just confused, right? She gets a 26 to save against your... 
Tempest, Tempest Surge. Tempest Surge, thank you. Alright, does she take half of this damage? Since she critically critically succeeded? Oh no, she, she just succeeded. She Sorry. just regularly succeeded, but she does take half. Uh, Vorn, do you have any other actions? Not that I want to use, you're good. Alright, then after Vorn Storm, it is Varnak, Flame Heart. Yeah, Varnak gets enraged by hearing her say that there's no way to stop what she's put into motion, and he's just gonna go at her. Designate her my hunt prey, and then I will attack her with my battle axe. Uh, that is an 18 to hit. 18 will not hit. And then I will do twin takedown. It'll be another 18 to hit. That'll be another miss. Uh, Ouch. And third and final attack. This comes up as an 18. No, it's just an 8. Okay. That is a critical miss. That is that is three big old misses. Varnak gets angry because he realizes that if she can't stop it, what exactly are they going to do? And he swings wildly, and she definitely dodges out of the way of each one. She starts laughing at you. <laughs> Dodging while grabbed. Oh, shit, that's right. Well, you're trying to take her head off, so she's just, like, moving her head back and forth in Dara's grasp. How's that? <laughs> I'm saving her. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's way better. That's way better. Dara's like, no, we're trying to redeem her. Stop it. <laughs> Um, all right, then after Varnak, Vilri is going to attempt the escape basic action. She's just going to choose one creature, object, or creature in this case, imposing the grab condition. In this case, it's Daru. I'm going to make a check using Vilri's unarmed attack modifier against the DC of the effect. What is your athletics DC? Athletics DC would be 21. She gets a ni- 19 on the dice, 32 total. So that is a critical success, correct? Sure, yeah. What's your athletics DC? 21, yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's critical success. When you critically succeed the escape basic action, you get free and removed the grabbed, immobilized, and restrained conditions. You can then stride up to five feet. She Conveniently then takes- still in my range. I know, right? No matter which direction. So she takes a step back from Daru and kind of, like, like deftly turns out of his grip. She's going to step to the other side of Varnak, and she's kind of, she's she's actually leaning, leaning into pissing Varnak off. Uh, she's going to make an attack against Varnak, and that's going to be a 17 to hit. Um, 17 misses. Yeah, it definitely would. She missed because she, that escape had the attack action. She took a minus four to that. She would have gotten a 21. That would have hit you, yeah? Yes, it would have. So is that a second escape? Things having the attack trait make a difference. And it was very cool that what she did, but here we are. So she goes to stab at you, and as she does, she, sa- she looks at you in the eyes. She goes, oh, you care about them, don't you? It's Daru's turn. All right, so I tell her that she needs to come back Plague Stone to sorry not Plague Stone. What's the town's name? <laughs> Etrin's Folly <laughs> comes back to Etrin's Folly, so she can be judged by her peers. She like shivers. Never. All right, that's officially taken care of my anathema. <laughs> Has it really? <laughs> <laughs> Requirements just, met. Smashing commence. I clobber over the cauldron. Uh, I hate to say it, but as you enter the square with the flaming sphere, you have to give a reflex save. Heck yeah, dude. I could use some damage. 25 with a natural 20? You succeed. You take no damage. Alright. That's a critical success, too. Daru's Daru's just like... Daru's like that that parent that's just like zoning in, just like, you're mine. Action point. 
<laughs> oh, hey, 25. Hero point to turn a 13 into a 25. 14 damage. That's the sound it makes as you clock her <laughs> over the head with your great club. She she looks, when you hit her, her, her eyes, she has to blink a couple of times. You see it to get the world to come back into focus. I tell her I'm redeeming her. <laughs> <laughs> Does she accept her fate? Do you accept redemption? Is she making another comment? Like I'm telling her, like, does she oh. have anything to say, or is she way too? Well, we're, we're all in. We're all in character here right now. Sorry, I was fucking around. <laughs> does she uh, make any comment if I say like, "This is your last chance"? As I fucking just smoked her with a great club <laughs> right across the head. Is, is she, she like capable of responding? She staggers a bit and she shakes her head and she just goes, "No, I promised myself never." Alright, I critically miss, and my turn's done. Are you swinging at her again? Yeah. <laughs> she staggers right at the last moment and ducks out of your way. Not really ducks as much as she stumbles out of the way. Pretty soon, the drudge will be... will be there. Oh, good. Plum, it's your turn. Drudge. Well, sustain action, move that flaming spear onto her reflex save. Okay. She does so. With the horse shit. Now, oh, that was pretty good, actually. 22. Yeah, she's got a real good reflex save. She does. So she succeeds. And as with two actions, I will launch a ray of frost at her. Spell attack. I get a uh, 20 to hit her. 20 does not hit. She is no longer grabbed. I am done. All right. Then after Plum, it is Vorn. Your turn. I will produce flame. Throw a little ball of fire at her. Let's see that spell attack roll. 21 to hit. 21 misses. Cool. That's all I'm gonna do. Vorn throws a ball of fire. Varnak, you're up. Yeah, do I go for the... I think I have to. I will take a step action to flank Miss Villery. Give myself every bonus I can. She's flanked. She should be flat-footed. I will swing with my battle axe. I will action point with my battle axe. Or hero point with my battle axe. Instead of an 8, I roll a 15 to get a 24 to hit her. There we go. 24 does hit. Turn that 17 into a 24. I will deal her 7 damage. 7 damage. She's still kind of staggering a little bit. and The flame's in her space again, so she's kind of dancing and trying to stay alive. She looks like she's preparing to run. So with my third action, I will go back to my trusty twin takedown and hope I can roll well. 22 to hit her with flat-footed. Uh, that, that will definitely hit. Yeah. Eight damage. You, nice. you, you, you get that first swing in, and uh, she kind of staggers back just a little bit, and you just clip her with it, and you kind of, like, you grit, you step in, and you come down with a heavy overhand chopping motion, and you dig it right into her collarbone, except for it goes down right in between where her sternum is, and you see her standing there and falls. So as, as she's falling, Varnak will spit on her. Just be like, "That's what you get for taunting me." She and is watches watches as the light fades from her eyes. Oh, and it's <laughs> so it's so faded. And that's when Varnak learned he loves murder. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna take the barbarian dedication. <laughs> So we killed her, but now a drudge is going to be released on Plaguestone. Fantastic. Sounds like it was already released. We need to go try to catch it. I gotta go talk to Desna, make sure she's not mad at me. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> a quick 10 minutes. Did I do okay? I mean, I asked her like three times. <laughs> it says you must first try to redeem. If they continue on a wicked path, you might need to take more extreme measures, like bashing their head. <laughs> <laughs> With that, the BBEG has been defeated. We here at MidMax want to thank you so much for joining us on this adventure. We've had a ton of fun, and we hope you've enjoyed it as well. Join us next week for the final episode of Fall of Plaguestone. From there, we will be moving on to the Extinction Curse, Paizo's second full adventure path for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. We hope to have you join us for that adventure, and until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn. <laughs>